This podcast, number 868, with Lisa Tahar about her new book entitled The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness, is brought to you by Dr. Greg Hammer, author of a new book entitled Gain Without Pain, The Happiness Handbook for Healthcare Professionals. Greg's book is designed to guide the healthcare professional dealing with stress and anxiety to a place mentally, emotionally, and physically that reduces the unwanted stress in their lives. If you want to learn more about Dr. Greg Hammer and his new book and to get a free excerpt, please visit his website at www.greghammermd.com. That's Greg, G-R-E-G-H-A-M-M-E-R-M-D.com. And now for our featured podcast, please listen to my interview with author Lisa Tahar about her new book entitled The Chiron Effect, uh, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. Happy listening. Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voice and the host of Inside Personal Growth. And we have Lisa Tahar with us. And she's at LCSW. Uh, tell us what those initials stand for behind your name. For licensed clinical social worker, Greg. There you go. And her book, which I just got a copy of last week, called The Chiron Effect, uh, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. Really, really well done book. I was just complimenting her. Um, Bayer and Company is the publishers uh, in Vermont, very small niche publishing company, um, but I met them while I was at the New York Book Fair. Really, really nice people. So uh, here's a copy of the book. We're going to have a link of it. I do want to tell our listeners, Lisa, a little bit about you. Um, she's a licensed clinical social worker, as she said, in both California and Louisiana, and she's joining us from uh, New Orleans. Is that right? Um, actually, I'm in California. When we first spoke, I was in New Orleans and I okay. did the So she's back in California now. So she goes <laughs> back and forth. And so she has private practice offices in both Los Angeles and New Orleans. Uh, she is committed to working with people to heal through all of the senses of the body and by utilizing intuition, therapy, energy healing, meditation, Reiki healing, crystal healing, nutrition, sound frequencies, yoga, exercise. Um, she's also podcasting, writing, teaching, and speaking on topics related to psychoastrology, spirituality, emotional health, and mental well-being. Uh, she's done this work professionally since 1998. Um, she has a regular fitness routine. Much of her self-care and practice and activities range from meditation, reading, um, glass art, uh, running, indoor rock climbing, yoga, surfing, traveling, spending time with her family. She's a certified E. MDR level one, Reiki level two, and a thought coach through the Institute for Transformational Thinking. She also hosts a popular weekly podcast, All Things Therapy, found on LA Talk Radio, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, YouTube, and other places. Uh, She is voted the top woman in business by the New Orleans City Business, and she's been published as a top person to watch by New Orleans Magazine. She's a master's in social work since 1997, a graduate from Tulare University in social work, a bachelor of science in rehabilitation counseling, and from Louisiana State State University Medical Center. 
Um, you can read more about her at her own website called nolatherapy.com. That's N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. Well, that's a long bio and a long intro, but there's a lot to say about you. So let's move on because this is interesting. And I think many of our people won't know what astropsychology is or psychoastrology, I should say. I said it the other way around. But Lisa, in the book, the acknowledgement section of the book, uh, you discuss your personal calling to be of service with psychology, uh, helping people. That's always been what you've been doing. And you've always had a passion for working with people's pain and suffering. Uh, and I like what Buddha says. Uh, you can have pain and you can have the end, you can have suffering and the end of suffering. And it's a choice. And you now have blended this into what you refer as psychoastrology. I don't think many of our listeners probably know what psychoastrology is. Um, so I think it'd be good for you to start there. And then what role does Chiron play in this practice? Let's start by giving your podcast some love. I've been listening to Inside Personal Growth, and I've really been struck at how thoughtful your questions are, more than most. And I gave a review, and I just really appreciate being here with you and your listeners. Thank you so thank very you. much. We, we thank you, because the more we have people like you on, uh, the greater our expansion goes, because yeah. you know now you're talking about something that many people don't know about, but that will want to know about. Thank so. you. And Psychoastrology is very simply where our personal astrology meets our natal or our birth chart astrology. And it's that synthesis and combination that my book is really about. I trademarked the word psychoastrology because I thought it was cool and fun. And I hope it to be a paradigm that, that gets more and more exposure because we really make sense and context of what we've lived and the role that Chiron plays in this self-discovery journey of our lives is Chiron illuminates our patterns. And in psychology, Carl Jung spoke about this in 1914 regarding the repetition compulsion and the patterns that we have based upon our primary relationships with caretakers then become the outpicturing, the patterning, and our romantic relationships and our friendships. The object relationists talked about this, and it's it's shown in our Chiron placement in your birth chart, just like you know your sun might be in Gemini or Leo, you have a rising sign and a moon, you have Chiron in an astrological sign like Aries, Taurus, Gemini, as well as in an astrological house that I know we're going to be talking about. And once you know where Chiron is, it illuminates one of 12 areas that I call it's on a spectrum between core wounding and vulnerability. And this illuminates the patterns that we repeat our people, places, and things that we habituate and make up our daily routine. So Chiron is a planet out there. And yeah, I think that, plan. and I, it, well, it was named, it had a number, right? Uh, yeah. Given to it. But I think a lot of people, are, I would say, are, are not aware of that. Maybe you ought to explain a little bit about um, the history of it, how it was found, because uh, yeah. you wrote about it in the book. And I have a feeling yeah. it's a bit interesting uh, and you. important to this. Yeah, I'd love to. It was so interesting to me that the minor planet slash comet 
Chiron was discovered in 1977 by a Charles Cowell with a K. And that's why on your astrological birth chart, Chiron is marked with a letter K that has a circle below it for Charles Cowell. And he noted this was the first heavenly body in astronomy that was ever discovered to have an elliptical orbit orbiting between Saturn and Uranus. And he named it Chiron after the mythological centaur in Greek mythology, Chiron, who is the founding father of the healing and medical arts. We know when we go to the doctor and we see the staff with the snakes, the staff of Asclepius, that was given to Asclepius by Chiron in Greek mythology, which I thought was just a cool little fact. And Carl Jung wrote about Chiron in his work regarding the collective unconscious and that wounded healer archetype that many of you might be familiar with, but not know how that really interfaces with your personal life. And that's where I think the astrology piece brings it together because knowing your Chiron placement will help you identify that one area of your life you might kind of hide or edit from other people. For instance, you might be really successful financially in business, you know, have articles out, be really well known for things, but secretly you feel like you're not good enough and you're constantly trying to achieve through performance, through accolades outside of yourself, but like never feeling like you really got it. And we see this with a lot of successful business people. It was interesting because I went into your book to uh, Chiron in, uh, in cancer. And that's the first thing it said. I'm a cancer, uh, July 3rd, 1954. Um, and and uh, it was ex- first exactly what it just said. You know, you had it. You have four bullet points in there that you're talking about wh- what it is, um, and and we can get into that. But you state that Chiron effect is a term that developed to describe the magnetic pull or orbit we have in and around specific areas of core wounding and vulnerability. We're talking about self compassion here, self love, and you quoted the Dalai Lama. He actually in kind of endorsed the book or wrote a quote for the book. Can you tell the listeners about how they can heal the core runes that might be affecting them emotionally? What would you do? Absolutely. It's a progressive process incorporating this notion of forgiveness that I was saying we're taught that we need to forgive others. It's often overlooked this whole paradigm of forgiving ourselves. It's like something we're supposed to do to, to, um, like almost like we have to do this without a a pathway, a method, how. And I talk about in my book, forgiveness being progressive. It's like an action thought where someone that's hurt you, I think it's rare that it's able to just, we're able to give like a blanket level forgiveness, whereas forgiving in layers progressively and by starting with ourselves, the things that we hold judgments towards ourselves that are like, layer upon layer built up and really starting to say, you know what, I forgive you. And I know you were doing the best that you could in that moment. And it's okay. Life is going to give you more opportunities to grow and change and exercise this muscle. And it's in that way of our daily self-talk that we start to incorporate forgiveness and empathy into every aspect of our lives, be it at the grocery, you know, or. Yeah, but, but forgiveness, I, I took this from the book is not a one and done process. Um, You know, it's not like, okay, I forgive myself today. I'm done. And that's it. And I journaled it or whatever. It needs to be practiced regularly to be effective. Um, 
you state to bring enlightenment through us, we must feel our way into the experience of forgiveness. What is that process of feeling our way into the experience of forgiveness? That's exactly what I was just describing. When you have a situation that presents, it happens every day. I guarantee you, if you scan your mind, if you scan your day at the end, laying in bed, and you think about that conversation you had and how maybe you didn't present yourself in the way you intended to, and we start beating up on ourselves and kind of it goes in the shadow, like, oh, you know, just forget about that. But instead, it's like, no, hold that conversation, hold that memory with your in focused intention. You know what, sweetie, I did the best I could. I, I didn't eat that day. Like I'm feeling like, you know, just kind of edgy. This is just not my best day. And really start to say, I forgive myself for having needs. I forgive myself for having emotions. I forgive myself for being edgy. It's like every nuanced way you can draw in and bring in some compassion, like, viewing yourself from other perspectives of awareness, it becomes this progressive action process in your life day by day that that I give some of my own examples of in relationships that ended and how it took me sometime years to be able to see how this person really gifted me with insights into where I wasn't fully healed and showing up as less than myself. And I was able to take responsibility for myself and my healing, which is a gateway and departure point. Well, it's a good opportunity for people to take a look at those challenges. Yeah. And you state that uh, Chiron's untreated core wound can lead to a host of challenges. Untreated. I want to repeat that. Um, challenges and difficulties. Can you give us some examples of the difficulties that we might have because of not treating these core wounds. You were just talking about your own personal example. Took you years to kind of get through a couple of relationships that maybe ended maybe the way you wanted, maybe not the way, but not to beat yourself up for what it was that you took from the relationship, but really what you received, the benefits you received. Yeah? Absolutely, Greg. And to address this point, when our core wounds are unhealed, they're in the shadow. They're running our lives, as Carl Jung says, but we are not aware of it. And these unhealed energetic attachments, triggers, they're called in psychology, direct our conversations in ways we're unaware of until something happens, until something we perceive as negative happens. So for example, the Chiron and Gemini individual, this is the core wound and empathetic attunement. You didn't receive the empathetic attunement to have your emotional needs met when you were growing up. So you didn't learn, for instance, that when you fall down and you're hurt, it's okay to cry because that might have been minimized. You might have been told like, hey, be tough. You know, this happens a lot with boys growing up, like be tough. That's not a big deal. So you grow up kind of cut off from reading situation socially appropriately. So you could easily come off, for instance, as someone that's perceived to like lecture, that you talk at someone instead of to someone. You might be perceived as a know-it-all. And that's not what you want because you deeply want to be heard. So that's one example. Is that helpful, Greg? Well, I'm going to use me. Why don't I use me? So Chiron and Cancer, July 3rd. Chiron, uh, wounded Chiron feelings, abandoned, unlovable, unresolved grief, suicidal ideation, healed Chiron feels a secure sense of home, nurturing self-love from the inner mother. 
Um, so um, I related to probably the unresolved grief and the abandoned, and certainly the healing has always been the way I've nurtured my home and my surroundings and my environment. And, you know, I have to have that. But when you read almost any chart for a cancer, that is something that's important to them. Uh, depending, you know, it's it's like, hey, do you like water around you, you know, air, you know, and me, I like fountains running, birds, you know, that kind and of books. thing. I know, and I books. love the beautiful books behind you. Yeah, well, those are a backdrop, but I do have as many books that are in that backdrop. This yeah. one included now. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, Thank you. But so I think it's important for people to realize that you've laid this out per sun sign. Right. And when they get into the book, they can go to that chapter on them, their sun sign. Right. Um, And and that's really an important thing. Now, Lisa, in the chapter on the foundation, you mentioned that we need to undertake psychoastrology from an emotional safe place. How do we prepare for the safe place for the journey? And do you have some questions? You have some questions you give in the book. For each time we have a painful memory that we remember these questions, what are some of those questions? Because the book is loaded with questions. Thank you. I appreciate that. I want this to be a tool that you can actively use to self-heal since we have that propensity to self-heal. And I invite you to have respect for your feelings while being gentle and patient. Going back to what we were just speaking about, Greg, a few moments ago, employing (laughs) compassion as a tool. Additionally, to commit to believing, having the belief that I actually can heal, even if you're not so sure right now that it's even possible to extend some trust that this is possible for you, opens that space within your heart to receive the healing that you really deeply want. Also, taking time in the morning to really just affirm yourself, to respect yourself, to mentally go through your day. I do a formal meditation. I invite you to do that for certain, to just start your day with an intention that it goes well, to honor and respect yourself. And to take little moments when you're in the bathroom, for instance, or in traffic in your car, to just check in, like, how am I doing? Because when we're busy, we tend to focus on the needs of others and ours get pushed aside. So just some mindful check-ins throughout the day of yourself. Those are very practical applications that people can take away from uh, this interview, but also from the book itself. uh, And also go to the website. There's a plethora of resources at uh, Lisa's website that you can go to. Now, you give a great chart in your book on page 77, and it's kind of hard for us to show this chart yeah, unless you have uh, you unless you have some place that you know we can throw this up but we might actually put a link to this chart in the blog which helps awesome. us find Chiron in our chart and associated core wounds can you go over some of those and speak with the listeners about your offer you've got this no cost offer which we're allowing everyone to go and put in their astro- and look for their date of birth their time of birth, their place of birth, and then you're going to come back and it's going to show them a chart on Chiron. Um, is there anything more to it than that? Or should, can they just get the book and do the chart or should they exactly. contact you? They can. Yeah, they can definitely get the book and do the chart. And I'm okay. certainly available for sessions, deeper dive on healing 
these wounds, because some of them, like Chiron and Taurus, core wounding by neglect, often speaks to even sexual trauma and abuse in one's background. And that's really best served in a supportive therapeutic relationship, as well as some of the other core wounds. Chiron and Aries has to do with a core wounding and one sense of value and worth. And that's the placement I mentioned earlier, where you might be professional and successful in one area of your life, life, like your profession, but feel like you're not good enough. And just the depression that can result from that misconception of yourself. Additionally, Chiron and Capricorn has to do with core wounding and your sense of responsibility, achievement, and success. You're a person that loves success. And when you're wounded in this area, other people might take credit for your work. And then, of course, you feel angry and not seen. Or conversely, you might not credit others for the work they do to contribute to your success. And do you want me to go on? Or is that a good few examples? I think those are good examples. And I think for our listeners, page 77, what we'll do is we'll make a scan of it and we'll put it up at the website. And it'll be a um, place where they can push a button and download it unless you have a downloadable. Do you have a version of that that we can give to them? There's at nolatherapy.com forward slash Chiron is a link uh-huh. to the chart and Great. the free plugin. So and we, we're happy to give listeners like half off a session with me if they feel like they want to explore this more. I'd love to give that to your audience. Well, we'll put, we'll put a link in so that they can get the half off and then have a session, at least one session yeah. and see what you think. Lisa, now, you generally speak with listeners about Chiron and its association with our individual sun signs as well as astrological houses. You spend a lot of time in the book about the astrological houses, the fifth house, the sixth house, whatever house we're, we're, is associated, um, as well as the astrological house that correlates to the sign. Um, can you speak to the listeners a little bit about, you know, look, if you know your time and your date of birth and your place of birth, you're going to be able to know then, obviously, with the time, the houses, uh, yeah. right? So that's the first thing people need to know. If they know that, um, speak a little bit about the houses and the important role they play with Chiron. I'd love to. So I come to this work as a psychotherapist. Psychology is my wheelhouse. I reference in the back of the book practitioners and professionals of many disciplines, including astrologers, if you want to take that deeper astrology dive. In my research, the house placement is significant because it shows you where your vulnerabilities and wounds manifest. If it's in the first house, that has to do with your personal identity and your self-esteem. This is all happening within your own head. It's not really visible to others that you feel like you have low self-esteem and like you don't feel good enough. Whereas if it manifests in, say, the 10th house of your public reputation and career, That's kind of a more public exposure of these wounds where you might get called out more by others. And so it can really help if you know that time of birth to know what area of your life this manifests. But I think if you know the wound, you're going to be able to be reflective on when this happens and kind of self-identify the area of your life that it's exposed. So it's not necessary to know. As a a psychologist, though, you are going to be working with uh, anyone who engages your services on looking for those core wounds, finding them, uh, which you can do through your own questioning, uh, right. even if they didn't know their time of birth. But exactly. you, you use this uh, tool 
as yeah. a mechanism to find it quicker. Uh, exactly. which is which is really it's really quite smart of you to do Thank you. Lisa in the chapter entitled medicine for the soul you speak about the fact that transformation can among other things be compared with a fire burning away um, and these experiences of change that we're in all of us have been in we look at COVID you look at all the things that have been going on and leaves us with deeply etched memories so there's a lot of people that are going to walk around with even the COVID memory, right? It, will it ever go away? Is Are we getting back to normal? Uh, can I go do? And now we're seeing some of that, but we're still seeing signs and people who still have fear, great fear. If anything, COVID brought great fear uh, to many people on the planet. Uh, these experiences have changed. Your Chiron effects is designed to help people heal and release these etched memories. In your estimation, where's the best place to start on healing the healing journey and identify the core wounds? Where is it just the astrology, the chart, get it to you, have a session with you? You know, I love the way you actually phrase this question, Greg, because you address so many things current happening for us. And while astrology is the diagnostic gateway to finding and really knowing what main area of vulnerability and wounding is operating in the backdrop of your life, it's really if you taking personal responsibility. And like you so well said, something like COVID, not our fault, happened. We're all experiencing it to various degrees, but it's our responsibility to now, what am I going to do to heal what the fear, for example, how it's affected me? So it's really the taking personal responsibility where we step into our empowerment, where what's happened to us isn't our faults necessarily, but it's our responsibility to heal. And you can start to feel really good there and like not so disempowered or wounded by knowing there are practical steps you can take. And so I really loved how you just asked that question. Well, I think look, there's a, a lot of things that occur in our life, and these experiences can leave indelible imprints uh, from a fight between a mother and father, which I remember yeah. that I worked healing with. So then what I did is I regressed and I said I was never going to get in conflict. So when you start to make the correlation in your life between things that happened, um, because at the point my father picked me up and he put me against the wall and he said, don't you ever get in between my mother and I, your mother and me again. So, you know, that's a core wound. That's a yeah. really big wound. And I worked on it for a long time. Yeah. My way to work on it or hide, just so listeners can understand, and I'm sure they can pick up some of these things from their childhood, was I avoided conflict. I avoided all conflict, right? Um, if things weren't smooth, it aired. But what you realize over time is that it's not good to avoid it. It's good right. to address it head on because that's how you heal. And yes. I think that's a great personal example. I don't mind giving those kind of examples to people uh, to to get them get their heads thinking about where these wounds occurred and how your process can help them identify and then you can treat. So what three things would you like to leave our listeners with as a takeaway from the book that would help them heal the core wounds and free them from emotional and psychological bonds of the wounds? Because I just told you for years prior to me entering the course in spiritual psychology, which was a two years master's program, I wasn't, I hadn't addressed that until I was 50 something years old. Wow. Yeah. You know, and you have. yes, yes. You have. So the question now is, yeah. it, will, will your 
uh, process of getting on the internet, which we're going to give them a link, doing the free ast- uh, astrology chart, finding out where Chiron is, and then you coming back and them setting up an appointment to speak with you, you now can identify maybe because of the where they are in their houses, their sun sign, and Chiron, those three elements and their time and date and place of birth, you're now going to be able to identify and say, huh, these are probably some of them. Maybe you can search here. Does any of this make sense to you? Is that basically how Absolutely. it goes? Yeah, yeah, very well yeah. said. Very well yeah. synthesized. And the three, the three takeaways I really want listeners and viewers to know is, number one, just how deeply loved you are and how you have more things right going on with you than wrong. People mm-hmm. come into my office feeling like there's something wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with you. You've had normal reactions to things that haven't made sense to you that have gone wrong. So first and foremost, to know how deeply loved and affirm that within yourself. And from that place, secondly, when you're triggered to go easy, I actually tell myself, I put my hand on my heart and like, Lisa, slow down, go easy. Nothing's wrong here. So secondly, like a body-based process of like, Mm -hmm hand on your body somewhere, if it's your heart or your stomach, if that's where you carry anxiety and just breathe and pause and be like, this is going to work out. I encourage you to do that physically where you are. And then lastly, being open to seeing yourself and whatever you're going through from a new and different vantage point, being open to seeing things differently. A Course in Miracles talks about that. So with those three things, I think you'll be able to slow down enough to kind of slide into this progressive shift and change of your thoughts that influence your belief systems and then start to really change your life. Well, those are great takeaways. So number one, let's repeat them. Tell them what it was. Number one is knowing just how loved you are and there is more right with you than wrong. Of course, because you can always berate yourself, but frequently you don't forgive yourself or love yourself. So I'll add that to that. Number two. Number two is like a body-based hand on your chest. Put a hand on your chest. Deep go breath, easy. close your eyes. Yeah. Ooh, slow down, go easy. I say go easy, Lisa. So go easy, Greg. You know, you say this to yourself. And then from that place where you start to de-escalate your emotional response and central nervous system, a third is being open. Be open to seeing yourself and this differently. And then notice the new outcomes and solutions that will start being presented to you by being open. Well, it immediately changes your physiology. Yeah. Um, and when you change your physiology, you know, the scientific fight, flight, you know. Freeze. Freeze. Yeah. Uh, is something that happens to people. Now, it happened, it, it, they say it used to happen more in the days when we were cavemen. But the reality is we've still carried that forward. Uh, we still have that part of our brain that wants to do that. And I think the important part is when you take that breath and change the physiology and give yourself a moment, um, you're going to think about what you're going to say before you say it. You're going to not regret what you said because you're going to say it in a different way. Yeah. Uh, whether it's to yourself or to someone else, it doesn't matter because the reality is, is that it can create more of a wound for you personally and for the other person. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is a great process. I'm going to tell my listeners. Thank you. Obviously up to you guys, but 
His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, the Chiron effect will be of interest to many and will greatly benefit the readers. I don't think it could have a better endorsement than the Thank you. Dalai Lama, the 14th, uh, saying that. His <laughs> birthday is three days after mine, by the way. I that's so cool. Well, ha- happy. I, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, I just listened to a little uh, thing of him, his. Um, so please, beautifully done book, well designed, well put together. Um, it guides you through. Uh, you don't have to go to Lisa's website, but do get the book, read the book, try and understand the Chiron effect. And if you have more questions and go to the website, put in your date of birth, time of birth, get the chart and then contact Lisa. Lisa, thanks so much for being on Inside Personal Growth and spending a few minutes with my listeners uh, talking about the Chiron effect and healing our core wounds. Namaste to you. It's my honor and pleasure, Greg. Namaste. Thank you.